Chapter 7, Nephrology. Topic 2, Congenital Nephrine Disorders. Let's start with Fanconi syndrome. Fanconi syndrome is characterized by a defective reabsorption process in the proximal renal tubules. This defect can either be hereditary or acquired. One of the key pathophysiological aspects of this syndrome is its association with type 2 renal tubular acidosis. In type 2 RTA, there is a specific impairment in bicarbonate reabsorption. This dysfunction leads to a cascade of clinical manifestations and laboratory abnormalities. Key clinical manifestations of Fanconi syndrome include growth delay and muscle weakness, which are especially pertinent in pediatric populations. Hypovolemia is another critical feature, arising from the renal loss of fluids and electrolytes. Furthermore, patients may develop bone-related conditions like rickets in children or osteomalacia in adults, reflecting the systemic impact of the disorder. Diagnosing Fanconi syndrome requires a combination of clinical assessment and laboratory investigations. Urinalysis plays a central role in diagnosis. Key findings on urinalysis include aminoaciduria, indicating the loss of amino acids due to impaired proximal tubular function. Phosphaturia and glucosuria are also commonly observed, reflecting the renal tubules' inability to reabsorb phosphate and glucose, respectively. Proteinuria is another notable feature, albeit not as specific as the other findings. An important diagnostic test involves administering bicarbonate and then measuring urine pH. In Fanconi syndrome, despite the bicarbonate administration, the urine pH remains elevated. This finding is indicative of the defective bicarbonate reabsorption characteristic of the condition. Management strategies for Fanconi syndrome align closely with those for type 2 RTA. Fluid resuscitation is a cornerstone of treatment, addressing the hypovolemia that these patients often experience. High-dose bicarbonate therapy is used to compensate for the renal losses and to correct the metabolic acidosis. Thiazide diuretics can be beneficial in managing volume depletion, enhancing bicarbonate reabsorption. Electrolyte repletion is also vital, given the extensive losses that occur through the dysfunctional renal tubules. Next, we'll explore Barter syndrome. Barter syndrome is characterized by a defect in the sodium-potassium chloride co-transporter located in the thick ascending limb of Henle's loop. This transporter is crucial for the reabsorption of these ions, and its dysfunction leads to significant renal and systemic consequences. The pathophysiology of Barter syndrome closely mirrors the effects of loop diuretics, which also inhibit this transporter. One of the hallmark features of Barter syndrome is a range of electrolyte derangements. Hypokalemia is a key finding, resulting from the increased renal loss of potassium. Hypomagnesemia, due to magnesium wasting, and hypocalcemia are also commonly observed. These electrolyte imbalances play a significant role in the clinical presentation and complications of the syndrome. Urinalysis in patients with Barter syndrome reveals distinctive findings. Hypercalciuria, the excessive excretion of calcium in the urine, is a critical marker of the disorder. Similarly, hypermagnesuria and hypercaluria, indicating increased urinary excretion of magnesium and potassium respectively, are also seen. These urinalysis findings are not only diagnostic, but also help in differentiating Barter syndrome from other renal tubular disorders. The management of Barter syndrome focuses on addressing these electrolyte imbalances. Potassium and magnesium supplements are often required to correct the hypokalemia and hypomagnesemia. Additionally, careful monitoring of calcium levels is essential, given the propensity for hypocalcemia. Managing these electrolyte disturbances is crucial for preventing complications and improving patient outcomes.
The next disorder is Gittleman syndrome. Gittleman syndrome is characterized by a defect in the sodium chloride co-transporter located in the distal convoluted tubules of the kidney. This transporter plays a crucial role in the reabsorption of sodium and chloride ions. The dysfunction of this transporter in Gittleman syndrome leads to a clinical picture that is similar to the effects of thiazide diuretics, which also target the same transporter. One of the most notable aspects of Gittleman syndrome is the electrolyte derangements it causes. Hypokalemia, or low serum potassium levels, is a key feature of this disorder. This is due to the increased renal loss of potassium. In contrast to some other tubulopathies, patients with Gittleman syndrome often present with hypocalcemia or low serum calcium levels. This hypocalcemia is a distinctive feature that helps differentiate Gittleman syndrome from similar disorders. Urinalysis findings in Gittleman syndrome include hyperchloruria, which is the excessive excretion of chloride in the urine. Hypercaluria, or increased urinary excretion of potassium, is also commonly observed. These findings are crucial for diagnosing Gittleman syndrome and for distinguishing it from other renal tubular disorders. Management of Gittleman syndrome primarily involves addressing these electrolyte disturbances. Potassium supplementation is often required to correct the hypokalemia. Additionally, magnesium supplements may be necessary due to the tendency for magnesium wasting in this condition. Careful monitoring and management of these electrolyte levels are essential for preventing complications and ensuring optimal patient outcomes. The last disorder we'll discuss is Little syndrome. Little syndrome is characterized by an overactivity of the epithelial sodium channel located in the collecting duct of the kidney. This overactivity leads to an increased reabsorption of sodium, which has far-reaching effects on fluid and electrolyte balance in the body. The clinical presentation of Little syndrome is marked by a characteristic triad, hypertension, hypokalemia, and metabolic alkalosis. The hypertension is a direct consequence of the increased sodium reabsorption, leading to an expansion of the extracellular fluid volume. Hypokalemia, or low potassium levels, results from the renal compensatory mechanisms attempting to excrete the excess sodium, which unfortunately also leads to increased potassium loss. Metabolic alkalosis in Little syndrome is a result of the same mechanisms that lead to hypokalemia as the kidney attempts to maintain electrolyte balance. The management of Little syndrome is distinct and is centered around the use of potassium-sparing diuretics, such as amylaride or triamterene. These medications are effective because they specifically target the overactive epithelial sodium channel channels, reducing sodium reabsorption, and thereby helping to control blood pressure and correct the electrolyte imbalances. It's important to note that conventional therapy for hypertension or metabolic alkalosis might not be effective in this condition due to its unique pathophysiology.